0: Well, I will start out by reading our, our uh, overall overriding scripture that we are focusing on for the entirety of this series that we find in Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 25. And there we read, By contrast, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control there is no law against such things and those who belong to christ jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires if we live by the spirit let us also be guided by the spirit
1: oh patience will be next week that just hit me it's gonna be an interesting week
0: oh
1: My scripture for this morning, the, the text that I chose is, Andy, you and I have been not working together on these texts. We sort of choose what we want and then talk about them having had very little conversation. Um, I, I took a little deep, deep dive into Judges this week. So Judges 6, 11 through 27. That's Get where
0: ready. I always go for peace. When I, want to th- when I think peace, I go Judges.
1: I immediately <laughs> think about Judges. Yep, that's right. Here's, here's the scripture. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak at Ophrah, which belonged to Joash the Abizrite, as his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianite. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. And Gideon answered him, but sir, if the Lord is with us, Why then has all of this happened to us? And where are all of his wonderful deeds that our ancestors recounted to us saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has cast us off and given us into the hand of Midian. And then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. I hereby commission you. And he responded, but sir, how can I deliver Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. And the Lord said to him, but I will be with you and you shall strike down the Midianites, every one of them. And then he said to him, if now I have found favor with you, then show me a sign that it is you who speak with me. Do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. And he said, I will stay until you return. So Gideon went into his house and prepared a kid goat and unleavened cakes from an ephah of flour, and the meat he put in a basket and the broth he put in a pot, and he brought them to him under the oak and presented them. And the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. And then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened cakes. And fire sprang up from the rock and was consumed, or consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes. And the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. And then Gideon perceived that it was the angel of the Lord. And Gideon said, Help me, Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. And then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace. To this day, it still stands at Ophrah, which belongs to the Abizrites. And that night, the Lord said to him, take your father's bull, the second bull, seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal that belongs to your father and cut down the sacred pole that is beside it and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold in proper order. And then take the second bull and offer it as a burnt offering with the wood of the sacred pole that you shall cut down. So Gideon took 10 of his servants and did as the Lord had told him. But because he was too afraid of his family and the townspeople to do it by day, he did it by night.
0: All right. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, I'll take a moment and read the scripture that I picked this week is from John chapter 14, and it's one verse. And Jesus saying to those who are listening, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I give to you not as the world gives. Don't be troubled or afraid. Hear what the spirit is saying through the scriptures.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: So Jules, uh, Why was it this passage that came to mind when you thought peace? Tell me what you were thinking.
1: Well, I mean, as you do, when you have a text like this where you're like, I have to talk about a topic, you immediately go to the Bible search engines that we all use as pastors and look up all of the places where that word is used, right? I'm sure that you did a similar thing. It's like the first step of preaching. Yeah. And I was scrolling through, and I said, the Gideon story. I haven't heard that story in a while. I wonder what it has to do with peace, because I remember Gideon as being sort of a nobody person who was sort of like, you know, turned into this leader of of Israel. And I, I just like, what does this have to do? So, There's some kind
0: of fleece and damp fleece going on. I remember that. Yeah, too, and yeah. it
1: was it was one of those weird old stories that I had barely remembered why, and so I I looked at it. And it turns out that it's exactly the right kind of story for Fruits of the Spirit uh, conversation because here's Gideon. Like, if we had read, this is such a long story. We only read a portion of it. But if we had read what came before, what you see is that Gideon is completely under siege, literally under siege. He's Hmm. absolutely 100% anxious about everything in life. Uh, The Midianites, the people who, had come in and and were oppressing the israelites they're everywhere and very very destructive the people are terrified uh all of the verses before about the israelites hiding in the hills for the last seven years they're barely able to plant food because when they do the midianites sweep in with their cattle and it all gets eaten they're starving he's Hiding in this story in a wine press to thresh his grain so that probably so that it won't be stolen and so that it won't be seen it's really bad situation. The yeah. Israelites feel incredibly pressured by this colonizing force now we could have we should have long conversations about who's colonizing who here, given uh the history of, in that area but at this point in time the Israelites are very oppressed by the Midianites and so this prophet just scripted the text before has just come and communicated to the people because they've been crying out to god like help us we are in deep trouble here and that prophet says i am the lord your god i sh- you shall not pay reverence to the gods of the amorites in whose land you live but you have not given heed to my voice and so the people it, it, as it happens over and over again in the hebrew texts um realize oh we have been worshiping improperly right there's a reason there's a reason we should argue about cause and effect here this is their reading of their own story but like of their their sense is this is happening to us because we have not properly worshiped the god of israel and so um it's actually really funny to me but the angel of the lord comes to gideon this last child in the least tribe with, you know, like the weakest clan, right? Like all of this, it's super clear that he is nobody and he's hiding. And the, this angel of the Lord is like, the Lord is with you, you mighty warrior. And Gideon's like, uh, who, who are you talking to? Because he's literally hiding in the moment. And then the angel, of course, follows up with like, go with this might of yours. You can basically hear the sarcasm, right? (laughs) The angel of the Lord is just, he is so brutal to to poor Gideon. Mm -hmm. And so he, um, he goes and he has this moment of just like, oh, this is actually, I I need to be hospitable to this angel of the Lord. I suspect that that's who this person is because they claim that they are. He goes and it does the hospitality bit that that is so traditional. And when he does this, his eyes are open and he realizes, oh my God, this is actually, I am being given orders by God, me. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. And he is absolutely terrified. But then he also says, help me, help me. And the Lord says to him, peace be with you. Don't fear, you will not die. And so, and then he calls that that altar that he builds to that moment, the Lord is peace. So that's like the overview. And the reason that I thought, oh my gosh, this is so perfect for a fruits of the spirit is that he has this sense, he's in the midst of all of this turmoil, this craziness, social turmoil, personal turmoil. He He doesn't have any strength or courage. And yet- he has this moment of clarity when the Lord's angel comes to him and he's so afraid. And yet he does the thing. He like finds peace momentarily enough. It's like visited upon him enough that he's able to do this terrifying thing in the moment, which is to go and actually tear down this this altar uh, to this idol. And he's, He's able to do something beyond his capacity, beyond any of the capacity that you would ever. I mean, this guy is truly nobody. Yeah. And he does it. And what I found really fascinating about it, too, is it doesn't end with, yay, and he was wonderful thereafter. The last line is, but he was still afraid and he did it at night because he was so terrified. Right? Right. And so, I I just go, mighty warrior. Yeah, you go mighty warrior. Um he's but he experiences this moment of peace that's so powerful. Like it gives him just enough courage, right? This sense of self, this sense of drive, this sense of vocation, this sense of unique calling. He's like settled enough that he is able to say the Lord is peace. Um and he calls that place the Lord is peace. In the midst of this whole thing, he's, he feels that so strongly and he has such a glimpse, of, a glimpse of real peace that it's powerful enough to say like, that's what God is. We're mm-hmm. in war. God is peace. For this yeah. moment, I can hold that. And so as I was rereading this story and I read it so many times this week, I kept thinking, oh, that's hopeful. That is real hope to me. This person, you know, we're all, we're all asking right now, what do I do? How do I know what to do? Everything is a mess. Everything is chaos. Everything is challenging. I feel guilty or ashamed or I feel scared or all of these things. No matter who we are, we're feeling some of that. And we want the answers. But it yeah. seems like at least in this text, it's enough to find the answer for the moment to get you to the next thing you're supposed to do, right? Like it's, it doesn't need to be eternal blissful peacefulness all the time of the kind that like Isaiah talks about where the lion shall lie down with the lamb, etc. Like this permanent eternal peace. It's like on a day-to-day basis, if we serve God and God's messengers well, even in a moment, then our fear will be taken away from us just long enough to be able to do the thing that is being asked of us, however small, however scary, however big, um, our anxieties will have like just enough time outside of us to move forward. And I, that felt like real peace to me, right? Mm-hmm. That yeah. felt like, oh, if I can have those moments of evidence of God's spirit being present, then I know i can I can move ahead uh, but this guy being so incredibly human and still being able to do something incredibly challenging in the moment and then immediately doing it wrong, right like that's totally fine for you that's like even makes it better um made it so that yeah. I think, oh, that kind of piece is something i can get I can get behind
0: Wow, that's good
1: I'm that's glad good. you good it. I'm curious I if if, if you that. could read the story the same way. Well, i I love.
0: Um. I, I love this, and it's a recurring theme that we we have throughout all of Scripture, like all of Scripture, um, the Hebrew Scriptures and uh, Greek Scriptures. They have. They remind us that it it's not the mighty and the powerful. It's not those who have it all together. That so often those who are called upon to do mighty warrior type things are the least likely. And I can't be reminded of that enough. I can't I can't hear that uh, enough. Uh, I also love I, I love that you point out the ending. That uh, he's not like then lifted on people's shoulders and paraded as some. No, no, he's still like kind of a Frady cat who just does it at night. And that's I mean, how often do we find ourselves being like, "Okay, I know I'm supposed to do this. Who I don't know if how this is gonna work out. So I'm gonna do it this way." Yeah. And it's but we tell still tell his story. That's important. I I, I love it. Yeah. It's good.
1: I I think that there's something really powerful about the idea that we're all called to be heroic, but we don't have to be heroes. Mm -hmm. And that we'll we'll get given enough for the moment. And isn't that what grace is? Isn't that what manna in the desert is? It's don't take more than you need. This is what you need. It's enough for the moment. This will calm your anxieties, your fears, your terror, so that you can move ahead now. Don't try to store up peace for the future because mm-hmm. it won't, that's not, that's not possible. Do it now. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad that makes sense. Cause I know it's a little bit of a weird story and I was glad to get to spend some time with it this week. What about you? What, why did, I mean, I, I think I know why you picked your scripture, but I'm curious why you picked this one.
0: Well, I mean, in some ways it feels like the, the lazy Sunday school answer, right? Just, no. Geez. Jesus, right? Jesus said it, (laughs) but, uh, but actually it's the context in which he says it. and then I did a little bit of digging on, uh, the actual word for peace that we find in the Greek, but the context is here, um, Jesus is basically saying, look, I'm, I'm going away. Like this is in the middle this is John 14. So it's in the middle of like, I'm, I'm going to be leaving here. And the disciples are like, you know, he's like, trust me um, that uh, he's talking about where he's going to be going. He's going to be going to be with the father. And the disciples are like, we have no idea what you're talking about. What are you saying? Right. Can you get, and he's trying to reassure them. And he says like, I, I, I won't leave you as orphans. Like I will come to you soon. The world will no longer see me, but, but you will see me. And he's alluding to where he's going to get, which is this holy spirit and so this the passage just before verse 27 he says the companion the holy spirit uh whom god will send in my name will teach you everything remind you of all of this when i'm gone so meanwhile they still don't know on. what
1: he's talking about yeah
0: right when you're gone okay cool gone yeah how what we don't like this but we're listening we're still here and then he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Now I originally started digging in the original languages and doing some work because my hope was honestly that this was somehow connected to the idea of Shalom, which I like to talk about Shalom and that's the what you were referring to, like the where everything is made right again and whole and that's ultimately what we long for. It turns out that's not really what we're talking about here, in fact, Um, The Greek word here is for peace is erene. And uh, this particular phrasing that surrounds um, this word, it it alludes to a pretty common way of saying, see you later, bye, we're going to part ways now. And so usually um, Jewish folk would say, um, may peace be be With you, like we do when we share the passing the peace, right? Or I wish you peace, or something like that. But Jesus doesn't say, I wish you peace, or may you have peace. Like it's something that he, there's hope that'll, that'll, um, you can have it.
1: Good luck Instead, getting some peace yeah. later.
0: Good, good luck, <laughs> truly. Good luck. Yeah. Um, he says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give. You and that's a pretty unique way that he is um, talking about parting ways. He's offering a unique peace that is of him, ultimately of this triune God that he's clearly a part of. And he's then he follows it up with, I give to you not as the world gives. This isn't just peace be with you and also with you, it's not that kind of thing. Is this a gift? And the Holy Spirit is going to impart that gift. And it's about whether or not, um, he says, don't be troubled or afraid. So it's about whether or not the people who are offered this gift are willing to, are in a posture of receiving this gift. And I think that's, there's a difference between that and, like, um, uh, just good luck finding peace. He's saying, no, I, I'm offering this to you and encouraging you. you know, this Holy Spirit, this companion that I just talked about, that I alluded to, is going to remind you of this gift that it's available now should you lean in and receive it. And I think that's almost it's, it's it's a challenge, no doubt, to uh, to those who heard him, um, even if they didn't probably fully understand what he was talking about in the moment. Or I, I imagine that they might have been thinking, "That's usually not how we say that, <laughs> right? That's not usually how that goes."
1: Right? You said it wrong, Jesus.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but given time and going back and realizing that, oh, this peace that, that Jesus has offered, this universal Christ offers, is something that if we are in the practice of putting ourselves in the posture to receive that, it's available. And I, I, I like the idea of connecting that to uh, what you said about the story of, of Gideon, is it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to be happening all the time. But there are moments that you can um, engage with the spirit, connect with the spirit in order to, sit, to receive that sense of peace. Uh, but it's, it's partially about practice. And and again, we'll, we come back to this so much because we're talking about prayer and contemplation and practice, right? But it's yeah. about putting ourselves in the place to receive that. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I love that you basically interpreted this as, so John never uses the phrase uh, that the Synoptic Gospels do, um, which is, you have heard it said, but I say, right? Jesus mm-hmm. does that a lot. But you've basically made this into that. You've heard it said. Yeah, yeah, go with peace, and I say no. This peace is real, and it's here, and it's concrete. And I am, I am handing it to you from me Mm -hmm. to you. And I, I think that that's a really beautiful reading of this text because we can talk about peace as sort of an impossibility. It's a dream, right? Like, oh, those, you know, those hippies just talking about peace all the time, uh, not what Jesus seems to be saying through the text you've chosen and what you're describing which is actually we can be peaceful people we can have peace in our hearts and we can choose to practice peace because we already have it but it's up to us to to do that we already have it don't say you have to go searching for it it's in you and if you don't have it it's because if if you don't recognize it it's because you're not practicing
0: Yeah, and we can have it in the middle of those times where it doesn't make sense to have peace. Because this is just before the you know what's going to go down when it comes to what happens to Jesus. That's right. He is setting that up and and preparing them and saying, Don't be afraid. Trust me. I'm not going to leave you alone. All of these words of assurance that they don't get now, but he's basically saying to them, Hey, it's going to get ugly here. You can have this peace in the middle of what's to come which probably makes zero sense logically but that's that's what we're offered is in those moments where it doesn't make sense that we can have this sort of peace we're offered that
1: and i think we recognize it in people when they are engaging it in that way right like there's i don't ever like to romanticize the insane courage and work and planning and strategizing that goes into went into the civil rights movement went into um goes into the the black lives matter marches and and protests the the things that people really do put themselves in front of violent and oppressive situations or inside them mm-hmm. i don't i don't want to say like oh that, how how do they do that right oh i could never do that it, in fact what when we look at those people, people who face down tanks, people who are able to look in the police in the eye when they're being um being shot at, uh those people seem to have to me people in sit-ins have this sense of peace that you are talking about the yeah. the kind where it's just, yeah, this is crazy, this is absolutely untenable. This is not the way that human beings should have to live or 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 uh, be and you can see in those people when they've done the work ahead of time that they are at their core incredibly present and aware and able to be steady in the midst of great turmoil because they know that what is real, right? That it seems like that's what Jesus is talking about in both of uh, in this scripture and then um, in, in the Gideon story. There's like this core of peace, like that is what is real in this world, not these other things. Does that go along with what you're saying?
0: Totally, totally. It, and ultimately, it is the peace that Paul tells us uh, passes all understanding. Like it's peace that <laughs> it doesn't make sense, it doesn't make sense. Um, in some ways, and yet it's there and it's available and it's a gift that we can receive in in our finest moments and our most terrible moments, uh, if we are in. Um, in the practice of and in a posture of being able to receive that.
1: Yeah. I'm going to be thinking about the differences between those two things for a while. I'm glad that you did the work around the word peace. That's fun. uh, And it's good to know. I know we have some questions for our people. Do you have any wrap up thoughts you want to share before we do that?
0: Well, let's, let's, let's talk questions. I, I think we've said enough. Let's encourage people to have, uh, the thinking and and conversation. Good. Um, so what's the first one you've got?
1: Yeah, the the first one that came to me, and it, it really was based on uh, the scripture text that I chose, is when was the last time you felt genuine peace of the kind that we just talked about in the midst of real turmoil? And where did that peace arise from? What was the source of it? So where did that, when was the last time you felt genuine peace in the midst of turmoil and where did that come from?
0: Can I tack on to that one? Mm-hmm. I love that question. Um, and this kind of comes from some of the conversation we, we had in the prayer and contemplation class. But where did you experience that peace? Was it in mind? Was it your body, your gut? Where, where did you experience and how did you experience that peace Because it's more than just peace of mind that we're talking about here. Does that make sense?
1: Totally. Yeah. Where? Yeah, yeah. How do you know it when you're feeling, when you're experiencing it?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. What's, what's the second question?
0: Second question, the one I thought of is what practices can you think of to move yourself toward receiving peace or put yourself in a posture of receiving peace or practice that? What, what are the things, what are the ways that we can, um, I'm going to use the word discipline mm-hmm. ourselves to uh, be available for, to receive that gift. What does that look like for folks?
1: Fantastic. Well, we'll send those questions out to people on Facebook and uh, you'll have access to them, show up at the prayers of the people and the questions of the people on Sunday and you can have that conversation with each other or any time. And, I think I'm going to pray for us. And I think it's also my turn to sing this week. Is it not?
0: You can do double duty. We're going to do double
1: duty. Somehow we got, uh, got mixed up. So we'll, we'll do it this way this week and next week we'll change it up a little bit. Let me pray for us. And, uh, and then we'll, we'll give our benediction. God of peace. We give you thanks for those times and places in which we can practice your peace, the the true peace that Jesus speaks of through the Holy Spirit. There are so many places and times right now in which to practice. And so we ask you to walk with us hand in hand in that and to give us true peace, help us to recognize and practice true peace in a world that needs it so badly. And we give you thanks for those moments of opportunity. And we give thanks for you. Oh God, hear our prayers. Amen. All right, friends, sing our way out of here and sing along if you like at home. I know many of you like to do that. You know these words well.
0: The Lord bless you
1: and keep you. The Lord make God's face to shine upon you and be gracious, gracious. Gracious to you, the Lord, lift up God's countenance upon you and give you, give you,
0: give you peace. Stay home in peace to love and serve the Lord. Miss you, love you. Bye. (laughs)
1: Don't do that.
0: Don't do that. (laughs) 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 No one looks good like that.
1: Hold on. That's why I. How about this? I've had a lot of those lately. This is, here, hold on. I've got a solution. There.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're, seriously, Willy Wonka. Like, you're turning violet, violet. <laughs> that's what it looks like.
1: It's like a disco. Yeah.
0: Like, you chew that gum, and it tastes a lot like blueberries, and you <laughs> have to go to the debuser. De- 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 that's... That's what's going on when you do that.
1: It's well, but it's, it's so funny because like every week we've managed to have like one super obscure <laughs> rando scripture. Yeah. And then one that's like, all right, dum dums. <laughs> that's all right. I just have so much hair, like it's just so much that it's now I'm I'm like um the Simpsons ants. Mm-hmm. The triangles. Patty and Selma? Yeah, because my hair is so heavy and so thick (laughs) that it's just like weighing itself down, and I just walk around like, oh God, it's so heavy. It's just.
0: You almost sounded like that when you said that. My hair is so heavy. So heavy. Oh, Oh, let's talk about peace. (laughs) That Um, was really good. (laughs) That was a good Patty and Selma. Wow
1: anyway oh my god that's so funny uh i do a really good chimpanzee impression by the way just fyi what? it's a secret talent
0: you you've got if you put that together with your patty and selma you got a bit there
1: that's right. I, can do. I, do. I can also do bread. a really good chicken impersonation which i've never pulled out because I, I i would do but um oh, Jesus. real loud. Can
0: I, go to the zoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true.
1: It's true. I just I've just got some secret talents. They're there it's can't tell you how many, but there's some good <laughs> animal impersonations in there. That's all right, we'll just ignore it.
0: Ignore Shalom.
1: Whatever. I don't really care
0: you? You can roll them up right.
1: Yeah, you right. got it on there, right?
0: right. <laughs> this is really what we're talking about people. <laughs> <laughs> that was so obscene. Oh my god. Oh, that's Thank you.